we can now move on with the show. Uh, you asked me earlier on, uh, George, did I look up your name? And the answer is yes, I did. This is the start of the show every week is my obsession with brand SERPs. And what I saw was if I searched for George, um, it, it, sorry, George, yes, it actually asked me if I mean George. And so we've got that set of results, which has some videos recently that you've been on. And then if I actually do click on that link, George, yes, we get another set of results, which is totally different where we appear because that's the name we used. Um, what's kind of interesting here is that you use both names and Google has two very distinct sets of results. And my bet here would be that Google would be looking at that as potentially two different entities, and the George is more popular. And then if we look at the next uh, slide, we have a knowledge panel for you. So for this episode, we've got you, you a little event knowledge panel, um, 8th of June, 2022. Um, which is actually wrong. It should be the 7th of June. So somebody somewhere must have made a mistake, but we did get the knowledge panel. So you now have a knowledge panel associated with your name, but unfortunately it's not George, it's Georgios. Okay. Um, disclaimer here. And, you know, mainly I want to, to address this to Google. Uh, George Hasiotis and Georgios Hasiotis is the same person, uh, one entity. Uh, please don't, don't split these uh, these two people into these two uh, Georges into two entities. Just just one, double George. Now, what we can do is we could do the transcript and the subtitles, and then Google will read it, and it will understand and remember. And you're you're going to be absolutely fine, I'm sure. I uh, I can trust you uh, with that. Uh, to be honest, uh, we, it was a change that had to be made and maybe a bit earlier because uh, we are working primarily with US companies and mm. uh, our US clients and prospects had a really hard time pronouncing my name. And, uh, you know, I thought uh, I should do it like, I should just change it to George, which is easier. Uh, but I didn't know that this will cause such a confusion to, to Google's uh, knowledge graph. I'm really sorry right. about that to Google. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, well, at some point you'll need to go around, do the spring cleaning and change the Georgios to George. Yeah. And I, I can't I, say it either. I'm sure I'm not saying it right. But that's not the topic for today. The topic for today is, ooh, interestingly, topical authority. So the topic for today is topical authority, how to build it and maintain it. I'm incredibly interested because this is something I've been kind of looking at. I talked to Corey Gubur about this kind of concept as well. Um, and so I'm looking to learn a lot from you today. And what I'd like to start with is, can you define for me what you mean by topical authority? Sure. And uh, let me just say that uh, we had Corai uh, in our podcast as well, the SAS CSO, uh, and it went uh, really great. Uh, such an amazing uh, guy and such, you know, a humble guy, uh, considering that he's one of the most sought out, sought after uh, SEO professionals right now. Uh, yeah. such, such a great guy and many great learnings from, from him. So, definition of topical authority. I would say that. Building topical authority is a process in very simplistic terms, uh, in plain English, uh, is the process of helping Google and other search engines. But, you know, since Google is the most prominent search engine, we, we are going to talk about Google, uh, associate uh, a website with certain topics, topics that are closely related to the website's identity and overall business goals and objectives. So in a nutshell, I would say that this is what topical authority is. This is a, a, a very simple uh, definition of right. it. So, I mean, kind of somewhere along the line, it's saying, you know, stick on topic. 
when you're a business and kind of traditionally people have said, oh, there's a really interesting keyword that has lots of volume. I'm going to go for that. And that's going to damage your topical authority if it isn't within your close knit topical niche. Not necessarily, but the, the problem is that and, and we are serving primarily the, the SaaS industry, B2B SaaS companies, and we, we see this in many cases that a very important, let's say, set of keywords uh, is for SaaS companies is keywords that have the software modifier inside them, okay? For yeah. example, email outreach software. So naturally, companies, and because these are keywords that have some commercial value uh, in many cases uh, inside them, uh, naturally, companies would want to launch a page that targets this exact keyword and call it a day and have the expectation that, okay, just by launching the page and mm. maybe building a couple of links uh, to that page, this is enough in order for me to get visibility for the term, rank for the term, get visitors and turn these visitors, hopefully some of those visitors into, you know, uh, free trials or whatever, demo requests or whatever your, your, your offering is. But the truth is that this is, rarely the case and the reason yeah. is guess what you are interested in email outreach software but this is just one keyword in the broader topic of in our case email outreach and yeah. so in the eyes of google you are not associated with email outreach uh software let, let alone um you know email outreach let alone to be associated with email outreach software and thus get visibility for it and so on and so forth so you really have to take a step back and try to understand how can my website, my business be associated with this topic so that I can have chances of getting visibility for the terms that have commercial value, which obviously for obvious reasons are the most important to us. But I would say that in most cases, they are just the tip of the iceberg because it's what's, yeah. what's below the surface that um, I would say helps Google make the association and say that, okay, this guy is talking a lot about this topic and it seems that they cover this topic uh, very thoroughly. Uh, then chances are that they, are not, they know what they are talking about. And I may as well consider giving them uh, visibility for you know, uh, that term that may be of interest to you. Right, and so kind of the idea you're saying uh, start with something very niche and cover it incredibly well? Uh, I would say that in, in, in many cases, this, this would apply, but let's make it a bit more specific and more practical for people who are listening. Um, let's say that you are, uh, as a matter of fact, you are an email outreach software, okay? Right. And you help uh, your customers um, with email outreach for link building purposes, content marketing purposes, digital PR, mm. and so on. Now, in, the, in this case, uh, we could say that we have a main topic, which is email outreach. But we also, since this is connected to, I would say, your identity as a business uh, and your product capabilities, um, we also have topics such as link building, content marketing, and digital right. PR that I just mentioned. But we shouldn't forget in this equation, in this example that I'm using, that you also uh, need to consider uh, a topic, a broad topic like SEO, which, guess what, link building, uh, if not included, has a very big overlap uh, information-wise when mm. it comes to, you know, um, with, with SEO. So you have to start, obviously, but 
by what's more uh, important uh, commercially and transactionally, um, which is in our case, email outreach, link building, and so on and so forth. Uh, but I would say that since all these things are connected and there is some sort of overla overlap information-wise and topically-wise, you need to start uh, covering uh, keywords and going after um, keywords for each of these topics. Uh, but since they are interconnected, uh, at the end of the day, at some point, you need to um, develop uh, topical authority for all these areas uh, in order to be able to get visibility for uh, possibly the, the main one uh, that, in your case, may be email outreach. Right, yeah. So you're building these small topical clusters, linking them together where, where it's logical and where they do actually overlap, and then hoping to, to push upwards towards the head terms. Hoping. Uh, but uh, yeah, I would say that in a, in a very simplistic way, this is, this is how you can, you can do it. First of all, you need to uh, think about what we call it minutia. And obviously, let me just say here that SEO is a very opinionated field. Everyone has their own definitions and uh, opinion about things. But this is what we call topic breadth, meaning that uh, meaning the coverage of topics that are semantically associated with your main topic. In our example, the main topic is email outreach. And the semantically associated topics are link building, um, con marketing, um, digital PR, uh, and so on and so forth. Okay, but this is just you know one part of the process. Uh, topic breadth is just one dimension when it comes to um, topical authority. We also have things like um, topic depth, which is the coverage of subtopics that belong to your. Um, uh, main topic and you know the other topics that are semantically yeah. relevant uh, meaning how deep you go uh for each of these categories for example for email outreach for link building and so on and so forth so this is the second dimension and we have uh, other other ones that are very important as well when it comes to uh, developing and building and maintaining topical authority yeah, just just to work but the breadth, breadth and depth. What you immediately then says, if I've got any kind of topic, main topic that has multiple subtopics, I'm immediately in a situation where I need to create vast amounts of content very quickly to cover it both broadly and depthly, as it were, um, which must scare people and companies horribly. The truth is that uh, the like the metaphor we are using is think of it like horizontally. I would say that topic breadth is. Uh, like horizontal, horizontal um, topical authority and uh, topic depth is um, vertical uh, topical authority. So right. the truth is that if you want to have chances of, you know, like dominating a specific topic, it's not about going after keywords here. It's about dominating a specific topic and making sure that you are associated in the eyes of Google with this specific topic. Um, Obviously, you need to start by this, uh, by going after like keywords and creating pages uh, for this specific topic. But the truth is that if you want to build a more defensible strategy, mm -hmm. um, and this may not be of use to a, to a very early stage company, but to a company that's already, let's say, dominating its category and want a defensible strategy to make sure that right. if we're talking about SaaS companies that... Um, review sites or affiliate sites are not going to steal uh, its traffic over time, then okay. you need to, to expand that uh, and you need to, to do that uh, horizontally. Uh, and this is where, you know, you need to, in some cases, you need to go a bit off topic 
Uh, just because in the eyes of Google, these two topics uh, are uh, associated with each other. Would, would it be fair to say that the more competition there is in one of these mini topical clustered niches, the deeper you need to go in order to be able to leverage the topical authority you're talking about? The, the truth is that the more competition there is, um, I would say that the harder Google's uh, job is to find the, the best results to serve. So in that sense, yeah, it, 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 what, what you're saying makes, makes sense. Um, but, and, and we have a, we have a very interesting you know, case study that we are going to publish actually uh, even next week uh, to our website. Even even in some categories and some topical areas where you think that you know what this is this is really difficult to to touch and compete on, compete on, mm. I will give you an example. Uh, we we have a SaaS uh, company as a client referral marketing software, and we launched uh, uh, one of their you know use cases, or at least this is the assumption at this point, uh, is companies are using us for uh, their product launches. Okay, uh, to have a wait list and so a waiting list and so on and so forth. So why don't we start developing organic visibility for product launch? The website had no visibility whatsoever on product launch mm. and you know, related, uh, let's say, subtopics uh, that are included in the main topic of product launch. So we did exactly that. We, did a, we built a, a, a topic cluster, no visibility whatsoever, no active promotion, no link building, nothing. So we built a topic cluster and there is a main page um, which lives in the in the address, you know, uh, example.com slash product launch. And right. then we put all the subtopics, let's say, that we that we could find uh, and that we could file, um, you know, cover uh, in individual uh, subfolders. And guess what? No active promotion, nothing. The page has, the, the, the topic cluster now has visibility for product launch. It's around fourth page, something like that. But mm -hmm. I trust that over time it will get to, to the first page. Um, and it already has uh, first you know, positions for several of the um, individual pages that we have created, uh, cluster pages, as part of this uh, topic cluster. You could say that you know, a lot of competition and um, it, 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 it seemed difficult in the beginning, but we did it in a way that like if I if I were Google and I would you know I was I was scrolling this new part of the website, I would be, you know what it makes sense for me, if I'm going to serve uh, one of these uh, pages as a result for these keywords to serve all the other ones or many of the other ones because you know it seems that they have done the the work really easy mm. for me both from a, a consumption uh, perspective. And um, like how how the, how easy it is for the crawler, in other words, to consume all this content and um, uh, and hopefully rank it for for relevant keywords. <laughs> if I were Google, George. Um, so the crawlability is incredibly important. Does that mean that you really need to keep things in silos? That the cl clusters have to be folded clust clusters, or do you think Google can make sense of it if it's a bit mixed up? That's that's a very good question, and honestly, I would say that, as I see it at least, uh, there is there is no right or wrong in in mm -hmm. the case that I described. It worked tremendously well, um, but I I don't find a reason why um, the the opposite, like having uh, 
having the pages under your blog or something, um, or as close to the root domain as possible. Um, I, I don't find this to be wrong because like, and, and we had great results with it, uh, to be honest. Mm. So I would say that it's case case specific. In yeah. this case, we, we wanted to experiment with this URL structure and it worked tremendously well. Uh, so for example, we had a, a page uh, on that, that was targeting the keyword product launch metrics. So the URL in this case was example.com slash product launch slash metrics. That's it. Mm. And guess what? Right now we are ranking number one for product launch metrics. Uh, but and it's it's getting, yeah. It doesn't mean that the other one, the, the opposite way, or having it just as a as a blog post or something, um, wouldn't wouldn't uh, work. I've just been reminded that I didn't sing the song. So right in the middle, a quick hello and we're good to go. Welcome to the show, George Chasiotis. Almost that, got it. That was great. That was great. <laughs> I also forgot the sponsors, which is terrible, terrible of me. So we'll, we'll carry on this the conversation right after the sponsors. Join me every week on Kelly Cube Tuesdays. I interview some of the smartest people in digital marketing and marketing. And this show is produced in partnership with WordLift, an absolutely amazing AI-powered SEO tool that does the heavy lifting for you. And today, I'm announcing the CaliCube Academy online courses all about, guess what, brand SERPs. We teach you everything you need to know about optimizing your brand SERP in three easy courses. So. My professionalism has just completely gone out of the window, but we're back with Topical Authority and George. Um, one of the things I was wondering is the idea of association. You were talking about Google associates my brand with this topic. And we were talking earlier on about Google as a child. So I now have this image of Google the child going, oh, right, they're talking about, in your case, it's SaaS SEO, immediately thinking of Minutai, is it cool? Um, it's Minusia. Sorry. Hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> uh, hopefully, it associates us with uh, with this uh, with this topic. Yeah, that, that's that's the general idea. Like, if you think about it, in most cases, let's let's take some websites as as an example, and some topics for these websites, respectively. Yeah. Let's take Investopedia, for example. Uh, we all know that Investopedia is a great website when it comes to the topic of online trading. Okay. Right. If you take a look at the number of uh, semantically associated pages for the topic of online trading uh, for the website Investopedia, you will see that it's you know in the thousands. Let's mm. take the, the website HubSpot for con marketing. You will see, if you do the same, you will see that once again, the number of semantically associated pages in the thousands. Healthline for mental health, the same. Uh, Nerd wallet for credit card, mm. uh, the same. Uh, Ahrefs for SEO, the same. So that's not to say that you cannot achieve, like you cannot build, let me put it that way, you cannot build topical authority with few pages, but like most of the examples that we have and you know the, the, the examples of the websites that really dominate certain topics, they don't have like 10 or 20 pages. They have hundreds, in some cases, thousands of semantically associated pages in the eyes of Google. And I would say that, and you know, this this brings me back to what you mentioned earlier about competition. The more competitive a topic is, like online trading, credit cards, SEO, for different reasons, but the more competitive it is, obviously, 
the the deeper you have to to go uh, with right. your with your efforts. Right. I've got a couple of questions now. The next one is internal linking and the anchor text on links. How important is that? I would say that internal linking is is important, but to be completely honest, um, I think, and once again, this is just my opinion. Um, I believe that internal linking is important, and uh, like the right use of anchor text is important. But I would say that it's more important when we are talking about bigger websites. Uh, if well, you have a website with like fifty pages, okay, like. It, I, I'm not convinced that it will make such a big difference linking back to a, a, a very specific page that is important to you um, mm. that will have such a big impact. But if we're talking about a website uh, with thousands of pages and you add uh, like one of the pages in the top level menu or the footer, yeah, uh, that could tr like have, a, have an impact. Brilliant. Okay, and and you talk about internal and external topical topical authority. I mean, we've been talking about internal topical authority really so far about writing the right articles or writing the right content focused around these top topic clusters. What do you mean by external, and how would you map that into your different mini clusters that you've got? I think that uh, when it comes to external topical authority, I'm not probably the the best to to answer this question i guess that someone like you uh could could answer answer that uh but for me and i will use our website as an example we we have visibility for sas seo agency as we were discussing previously and we don't even mention sas seo agency in our website like yeah. how did that happen okay it's not like we did something that we have control over on our own website it's something outside of that that mm. like caused that uh, that helped Google make that association. For me, this is external topical authority. This is all the factors that are outside of your website, and in most cases, you have less control over um, that help Google uh, understand that you are uh, topically associated or that you can be topically associated with. A specific topic that you're interested in, um, but once again, I, I wouldn't say that I'm the best to to to, to talk about external topical authority. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. But to, to to come back in that case to to kind of the internal and and content writing, what are the kind of real tips and tricks to writing the content so that you stay focused? Because we do all often not all I don't know about everybody, but I certainly have a, a tendency to kind of go off on a bit of a tangent sometimes when I'm writing um, and using words perhaps that don't fit or using um, uh, colloquialisms and so on and so forth. Is, is it incredibly important to stick to simplistic language and stick to very much the topic and not diverse? I would say that both from uh, when it comes to the language that you use, bro both from a, like a search engine user, then visitor, uh, then hopefully customer, or you know anything that's that's important to you standpoint, and from the search engine crawler standpoint, it makes sense that the the language is uh, as simple as possible, unless if we are talking about I don't know academia or content that's that has a different focus. But in most cases, that doesn't that is not the, that isn't the case, especially online. Uh, if we're talking about something like marketing, this is not the case, definitely. Uh, so language has to be as simple as possible. 
both for a user to understand and for um, uh, a crawler to process. Because the right. same, the same, the same way the user like use the their brain to make sense of words. Um, the same way Google is using its its own brain uh, to to make sense of words, and it becomes increasingly and exponentially uh, good at it. Uh, so mm. I would say that yeah, the 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 like the the words that you use and the language that you use has to be as simple as possible. Um, so in a nutshell, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I just occurred to me. One, one thing is that Fabrice Canal from Bing talks about Bingbot is getting better exponentially, and I think we forget often that, that these machines are learning as they're crawling, as they're analyzing, as we're working, and we're teaching them somewhere along the line, and they're getting better and better exponentially. Um, one question I had as well is about the headings within an article. How important is it to to use headings that actually make sense on their own as opposed to using headings like introduction, um, the next steps, and conclusion? That's a good question. Um, uh, once again, I will. this is my opinion, and I will speak you know, of experience yeah. here. Um, we, we are doing a project now uh, with a public SaaS company from the US, and we are working on a glossary for them. A glossary, oh, right. a glossary, you know, we call them term pages. Uh, each mm -hmm. page represents a term. A glossary answers the what is you know question. Mm. Now we took a look at many what is question uh, pages uh, online and from SaaS companies specifically, and we have seen we have noticed like some patterns that there are some things that are common. Let's say in those pages, for example, first of all. What is you know the definition? A very mm -hmm. simple definition for anyone to understand because you are uh, addressing beginners, like you're talking to beginners. Uh, you, mm -hmm. you you shouldn't forget that. But we have seen things like why is it important? Um, how that term compares to another one? Uh, this term vs another one. The history of the term. Uh, examples of the term. Uh, how to if you know that applies. How to do that specific job that you know the the term represents or whatever and so these are all things that people have in mind and i would say including them makes sense in the page makes sense because at the end of the day you should aim and strive for satisfying uh, the user and what they had the search engine user and what they had in mind when they land uh, landed on your page um so Hmm. And and also and also something that we sorry for interrupting you but something that we have also seen like as, as something very important is how the information hierarchy like uh, right. where do you place each section because if you if you think about it it doesn't make sense to talk to talk about you know how to do it uh, and then at at the bottom talk about why is it important so yeah. the information needs to make sense. Um, like how do you define, you know, or how do you figure out what makes sense? I would say that you have to, um, to take a step back and try to understand how would you like to be uh, educated on a on a specific topic. 
Right. Yeah, no, that's really kind of kind of interesting going from top to bottom in terms of kind of learning experience. And it's what Google's trying to do with people also ask is to take you on a journey. And you're saying as they land on your page for that initial question, you can take them on a short journey of discovery and education and potentially at the bottom, do your small upsell. Um, the, the last question is you've talked about breadth and depth. And what about velocity? Um, I think that scares a lot of people because you think I have to publish every day. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say every day, but uh, to be honest with you, and we have many examples um, here about that. Um, I would say that the frequency at which you publish new content, if we are talking about a new website uh, and not an established one, because in established websites you also need to care about updating the content and uh, right. monitoring performance so that you can maintain what what you have already built, uh, but. The truth is that um, uh, publishing velocity um, matters. Um, and I have an example here of uh, a guest that we had um, at the SASA CSO, um, which is, who is uh, Dimitri Drakatos. He's, uh, he's leading the SEO efforts at peanutapp.io. Uh, mm -hmm. um, and they have around 2 million uh, monthly visits, according to Ahrefs at least, uh, per month. Um, they have in their XML sitemap, at least um, on their blog, um, something around 1,460 blog posts. Mm -hmm. And um, they started uh, their you know, efforts uh, about a year ago. If you do the math, this is like approximately 122 uh, blog posts per month. This is massive. And yep. I'm not saying that you know, this is what you need to do in order to get 2 million uh, monthly visits per month. But... Like all the examples that I have are not of companies that were publishing two blog posts per month, okay? I mm. feel that publishing velocity is extremely important. And if you are interested in accelerating things and you know building topical authority and getting results faster, you really have to move fast. This isn't to say that you know you have to make compromises on quality and you you know just have to you know uh, roll out. Uh, content that's really poor poor quality, but um, if you can find um, and develop a like a scalable way of producing content, high quality content, and maintaining a, a high uh, publishing velocity, you have higher chances of you know uh, getting the results that you crave for. Absolutely brilliant. That's a wonderful conclusion. Um, in the sense, we've gone through breadth, depth, and now velocity. And this reminds me of uh, Despicable Me uh, with Vector. As anyway, it's a long story. I love cartoons. Uh, now we're going to announce. Thank you so much, George. I'm sorry. Thank you, everyone, for watching. That was really interesting. I got a lot out of it, and I'm going to be using those ideas with CaliCube. So watch out to you guys at the CaliCube team. And um, we're going to introduce next week. Uh, which is going to be Heba Ashur from uh, Bing. She's the uh, program manager for the image and video algorithms in at Bing. And she's going to talk all about how international image video search works. Uh, it's going to be phenomenally interesting. She's super smart and she shares a lot of detail. So could you pass the baton, please, George? Okay, let me get the button and pass it pass it on sorry about that pass it on to heba and i'm sure that it will be an amazing episode brilliant thank you so much george uh, you get the outro song a quick goodbye to end the show thank you george it was thank you a lot thank you very much fun.